I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome to the Smart Woman Show. I think that's the first time I've sang my intro. It must be a special <laughs> day. And it is a special day because we have Alexa Carlin. You're probably already following her if you're a smart woman because you probably want to take your message to a stage of some sort and you want to learn how to public speak. You really want to learn how to zero in on your voice because our voices are so powerful. And Alexa Carlin is a nationally renowned public speaker and she has created one of the largest Women in Power Expo events. And she's here to tell you everything about becoming a public speaker, attaching to your authentic message, getting on stages, and we need to maximize on this time. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Love your energy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I love you. And I love what's going on in your background. I love that you're obviously (laughs) moving somewhere. What's going on? I literally just came back from a 12-city speaking tour. And, um, and now I have a week home, which I haven't been home for more than 48 hours this entire month. Mm-hmm. I've just been going from city to city and now I have a week home to pack everything. And then I'm off to LA for a week for business meetings and other things. And then I come back and I'm moving the next day and driving to, uh, North Carolina. So this is my reality right now. <laughs> I love it. It's super authentic. It's super authentic. And that is what it takes you guys to have a real message. You have to be real just like that. I mean, my set Alexa has been the exact same for the last 20 interviews. So I just love that you're coming on being like that. So, okay. I want to talk about first, you have a massive empire you're running and I'm, you know, not that age has anything to do with anything, but you're young, right? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Like, how did you do that? How did you build um, this empire? So, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that, um, you know, everything takes 10 years in the making uh-huh. um, kind of thing where, you know, everyone kind of sees that overnight success, but I'm, I'm 27 and I started my first real business at 17. So it's not, and every step and everything that has happened in my journey has led me to where I'm at today. And I truly believe that. Um, I always say like, you have to take a certain step backwards in order to take the right step forward. And when people think it's that, that misstep, that failure, that challenge, it's really leading you to where you're meant to be. So I started um, my first business 17. I was designing jewelry for an LA-based fashion company, became the sole licensee and donated a percentage to help them build schools in Africa um, to help them with their mission of uh, universal education to help these villages become self-sustainable. And that's when I fell in love with turning an idea into a reality. And, um, from there I started a blog with the mission to help instill confidence in young girls and women because I needed it myself. Mm. I knew that in order for me to take my dreams and goals to that next level, I needed to gain more confidence. And growing up, I 
you know, just experience like what we all experience. I had that self doubt. I was too shy to even like raise my hand in class in middle school. Like I never was that confident person to speak my thoughts out loud. And if you want to grow and, and achieve your dreams and, you know, you not only need confidence in yourself and what you're doing, but you have to have enough confidence to go introduce yourself to people, to do, to network, to, um, be your number one self promoter. Mm -hmm. And, and so I really went all in on this idea of confidence and how do you actually build it? And through my journey, I realized like confidence is a skill and skills can be learned. And so I started to learn how to build this, like through repetition, through knowledge, um, through achievement, mindset, community, like all these different ways to actually build confidence. And I was growing this blog through college and um, senior year when I was 21 years old, a few months before graduating college, I had this crazy near-death experience. Yeah. I oh, about um, that. I actually have that on here. I want to hear about that. Yeah, it was just, it was a pivotal moment in my life. My body went into septic shock out of nowhere and I was given a 1% chance of living. Um, I was in a coma for six days in the ICU for a total of 10. And after this experience, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which has been the hardest thing I've had to deal with. Um, but that's what led me to discovering my purpose or what I feel like is my purpose of sharing my story authentically and vulnerably and transparently. <laughs> um, and I really, because when I was trying to heal and trying to, I was suffered with, um, really bad post-traumatic stress and, um, and a lot of fear. And I, I was waiting for a long time to get healthy before living my life and realizing like, I'll be waiting for a long time because there is no cure for this autoimmune. And that's when I realized, like when I was seeing all these different speakers that they were all talking about, you know, there's a very like, um, uh, common theme when you listen to motivational speakers or personal development people where they talk about their past, how they overcame it. And now, you know, tips on how to achieve success. And mm -hmm. I would think like, that's great for you, but like, I'm going through all of this and I'm still going to have to go through this. Like I couldn't connect so much because it was always that past like obstacle. And it seemed like their life was all uphill from there. And as we know, like, that's not the truth. That's Regardless not the truth. That's not the you know, truth. Like, that's right. Regardless if it's a big tragedy or not, like there's always small bumps in the road. There's always challenges and obstacles. And so I wanted to share that with people. I wanted to show people like, Hey, this is everything I'm going through. I have to spend it at when I was 20 from 21 until 24. My reality was in and out of doctors, in and out of hospitals. Um, so sick for eight months. I couldn't even leave my apartment to walk my dog, but I still was that passionate entrepreneur. I was still wanted yeah. to achieve my dreams. So I would share with people through social media when I was too sick to publicly speak, I would do live streaming. Um, I would share like, you know, this is everything I'm going through now, but I'm still chasing my dreams. Mm -hmm. and, and that really inspired people like, hey, you know, my life doesn't have to be perfect to do what I love. Um, and it led me to discovering this need for women to connect from different industries, different backgrounds, different ages because um, when I was speaking to all these different groups, as I started to get healthy, I just realized a really big disconnect among women. And, um, and I needed that community of support, just like we all do. And it's just been an amazing journey from, from there, like just every single step along the way. 
So, wow. First of all, <laughs> I, you know, okay. I, my mind is just like going, oh, actually my heart's going, see, thank you, God. I knew it. I knew this was perfect. Remember when I said to you at the beginning of this interview before we, I hit record was that this interview is happening right at the exact moment that it's supposed to. I know it exactly because of where I'm at. And I just want to be super transparent here because I'm part of my mastermind. Um, I've been really nervous to show up in my mastermind because my life is so incredible. And it's like some would say quantum leaping, like all over the place. I mean, I've gone from zero to look at the panel. Do you know the panel that's on this show? I mean, it's insane that I've, I'm even yeah. speaking to you right now. I mean, my life is quantum leaping. I started my business not even a year ago. And wow, I, awesome. right, it is awesome. But here's the effed up thing about that, Alexa. I've been too nervous to share that light because of my confidence, because of that unworthiness conversation. I'm being very open right now. And I had a call with my coach this morning and she's like, you got to show up. People need your light. People need to see what you're doing. People need to see your success. And because I don't want to be a show off or I don't want to look like I'm being too big for my britches. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I a hundred percent and thank you for being so like open with that, but I am a firm believer that nobody should ever dim their light mm. to allow other people to shine. You just gave me goosebumps. So this is when you're telling me that you're like in your hospital bed, still doing your thing, even though you don't want people to know your, you know, your IV stuff and whatever your bedpan, whatever's going on in your hospital room. You don't want people to know that, but you're like, Hey, this is real life. And like, yeah, am I struggling? hundred percent. But guess what? I get to learn while I launch, while I do this. And I just get to be one step ahead of somebody else to help empower them, which is exactly what your whole message is about, empowering women. Yeah. I truly believe like in order to empower others, you have to first empower yourself. Yeah. I wrote that down. Um, I, I wrote that down here that you said that. Mm -hmm. So like it's been a thing where like at my events, people are coming and they're feeling empower themselves. And in return, they're empowering others. Like when, when you are doing what you love, mm -hmm. you give permission for other people to do the same, regardless if like someone's going through a harder time than you are just by you, you know, showing that it is possible to get to that level. Um, you know, and People perceive it differently, but as long as you, you know that you are genuine, compassionate, empathetic in your messaging and how you show up day in and day out and in your mastermind, like people will see that and respect that. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important. And, and the people that can't be happy for other people's happiness mm -hmm. are the ones that are, you know, um, still have a lot of inner work to do. Yeah. You know? And so it, it does take a lot of time. And that's another reason like why my event, like why I created WEX is because like we need to really come together and mm -hmm. show like there's enough room for all of us to be successful. If you sh add who you are and what you do, you know, you'll always rise above because there's no competition in the way that you show up, the way that you perceive the world, the journey that you've been through, the experiences that you're going through. And so people have to understand that and not feel bad if someone is 
ahead of them, if someone got there quicker, you know, for a long time, I was comparing myself where I would be like, you know, I just want to be this healthy, happy-go-lucky 22-year-old. Like, I couldn't go out with my friends. I couldn't eat, like, certain most foods. Like, I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do. And I just thought, like, you know, if I had that energy, if I had that health, I would be that much more ahead. Yeah. But what does that do for me? Like, it goes back to this lesson that I learned while I was in the the coma. It's focusing on the things you do have control over. Mm-hmm. You don't, I didn't have control over a lot of my health. I didn't have, you don't have control over the past. All you can control are the things that, the thoughts that you think today and the, the action that you take today and tomorrow and the next day. And so you can't control like where you've been or the journey that has happened already. But by you focusing on all that, you're not only depleting your energy, but you're taking away energy you can give to yourself and your project and your work um, to move the needle forward. Yeah. And you're giving yourself permission to shine when you step through that, which is, you know, it's everything. Giving Mm -hmm. yourself permission. And what I loved, I was watching you on Instagram. You said, sometimes when you can't give yourself permission, you find somebody who will give you the permission and then you run with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why it's so important to like find community of support. I always say you just need one person. One person starts that community. Like find one person that believes in you. Yeah, 100%. So here's something that helped me so much today. I'm scrolling through your stuff and I see a Twitter post and you're like, millionaires wake up at 5 a.m. Also, non-millionaires wake up at 5 a.m. Some of them, you said. And some millionaires don't wake up at 5 a.m. Some of millionaires wake up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Wake up at whatever time makes you feel good for your message. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. If only that for this whole thing, like stop with the 5 a.m. shit. Oh my God. It gets me so annoyed because like, it makes you feel bad about yourself. Right? How does that help with pro- productivity? And I'm just like, guess what? Like other people wake up at 5 a.m. too, and they're not millionaires. <laughs> I was just thinking about it because I just see my feed of all this, like wake up at 5 a.m. Like you got to do this, you got to do this to like be a millionaire, like, you know, the millionaire morning and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. come on, everybody is different. Like I don't necessarily perform well if I wake up at 5 a.m. because all my ideas come at one o'clock in the morning, you know, like it, right. it, it, it you got to just figure it out for yourself. I'm a big th- believer in like, you know, find people that inspire you and empower you and then learn from them, take things that resonate with you and then craft your own strategy. (laughs) That posted really well. (laughs) You know what is on my vision board? It's like 5 a.m. wake up because I've been wanting to be that person, Alexa, that bounces out of bed at 5 a.m. Here's my reality. I'm not a 5 a.m. person. Oh my yeah. God. So thank you for giving me permission to do me. Maybe one day. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about speaking. Let's talk about getting on stages. Let's talk about being a part of your event, the fear of speaking. Let's go into all that because to be a public speaker, I mean, ugh, it takes a lot, right? You have to have your messaging down. You have to have, you know, some way to deliver your message in an um, articulate way right? You you can't be shy. I mean, you're going to be nervous on a stage, but how do you get past the fear of it? And then when you're ready, 
Yeah. So I was like for, I've been professionally speaking for about four years now and I continued the past four years getting so many emails and messages about like the same questions. Like how do I get booked? How do you overcome the fear of speaking? And so, um, I started to really craft like what I was learning as a speaker. And then also what I learned as a conference organizer who hires speakers. Um, and so talking about first the fear, I actually just got back from New York City um, two days ago. I was there speaking at the Model UN conference. So I went to the United Nations. And, wow. Um, yeah, it was a really like awesome no experience. You're just like, <laughs> like at the United Nations, like, it was, it was really cool. I was um, speaking to students from 25 different countries who were bringing forth their, their solutions to global problems from um, cleaning up uh, the, the ocean to recycling to gender equality um, to figuring out like different aquaponic systems. Like it was, these students were amazing. And so I was helping them actually craft their presentation before they pitched these big stakeholders, as well as I spoke to teachers about student entrepreneurship and how we can embrace that and help students really turn their ideas to reality. And so many people asked me about confidence and I was looking at, um, you know, how these students started with their pitch in the, in the practice before they, before I spoke to them. And I, and I saw like these projects were amazing but if I was a stakeholder, I would have never invested in them because they didn't have confidence speaking about it, right? you like, I didn't want these projects to just stay on this science board. I wanted them to bring it to life and they had to do that through their presentations, through their confidence. And, and it's like something that we all struggle with. And I think the main thing is, um, the one is like the fear of, of the unknown, right? The fear of messing up, the fear of being judged, the fear of getting disappointed with the response or whatever that may be. And one like quick tool that has helped me that I've taught to so many different audiences um, is asking yourself the simple question, is this fear factor fiction? Mm, Fear factor fiction. It's so simple. I ask myself that all the time. and And if you really think about it, the fear of messing up, you don't know if you're going to mess up or not. That fear is fictional. The fear mm-hmm. of people, uh, you know, saying a bad remark about your speaking. You don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Totally fictional. And so most of the time, if not a hundred percent of the time for really anything, our fear is fictional. Yeah. Because, and so I asked myself, like, why are you allowing something that's not even real to control your life? And it helps move that forward. Another thing that's super simple is understanding that the audience is on your side. Because if you think about it from an audience perspective, think about when you go see a speaker, right? You're walking into a room, that talk's gonna be an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it may be. You're sitting there, you don't wanna waste your time, so you're there. You want the speaker to inspire you, educate you, or entertain you. And if they could do all three, then they're a really great speaker, right? So you're going in with the hope that they deliver something of value for your time being there. You're not going in thinking like, oh, I hope they mess up. I hope they speak monotone. Right? So you want to get from them. Exactly. So right away, if you're going in now as the speaker, you know, the audience is rooting for you because they want that from you. And then like, it's a super conversation. Like if you think about anytime you saw a speaker and if they like stumbled on their words or like what, like, 
I tripped uh, when I was speaking this past week, like there was all these wires and I completely tripped on stage, <laughs> but you know, like you just go with it. It's, it's a conversation. The more mm-hmm. you can feel like it's just like this or just talking to someone, the, the better you're going to perform even because they're going to feel like you're talking right to them, not to an audience of a hundred or thousands of people. And so those are a few things that have helped, you know, gain that confidence for myself. And also, like I said, in the beginning, repetition breeds confidence and mm-hmm. knowledge breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. Like when you play sports, they say what practice makes perfect. And another thing they say, knowledge is power. Yeah. Those two things build confidence for a reason. Um, when I first started out speaking, I, I was so nervous. I would come like bright red, like literally I would oh, show up like as red as this like yeah. mug right here. <laughs> I'd be so nervous but now I've spoken on thousands of stages and each time I'm a little more confident. Mm -hmm. And then knowledge, like when I was trying to speak on things that people wanted me to speak on, but it wasn't like exactly what I was super passionate about. Cause in the beginning you're kind of like, I just want to speak. I was way more nervous, but if you speak on what you know and what you're passionate Mm -hmm. about, like you're going to just radiate that confidence because you just love it. um, And you know what you're talking about. So those two things like really help speakers develop that, that confidence. Um, and then going into like how to actually get booked on stages. That's really when I put together this program, be a public speaker. Um, it's an online program. Um, it's helped like hundreds of different entrepreneurs and speakers how to get on stages. And the reason I did this was because I saw so many people like have amazing messages Mm -hmm. and stories and, and, ways of impact, but they couldn't get booked. And, and that was a problem for me. Like when nobody would hire me as a free speaker, cause I I was pitching myself for free in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, if you're not going to let me speak, I'm going to create my own events. And that's how actually this whole thing like journey led into one step after the other. But now like as a conference organizer for women in power X, we get about 500 speaker applications per event. And Mm -hmm. before I had a team, you know, bootstrapping the company, like I went through every single application Wow! and I still like, I have a team doing the pre, um, you know, um, looking at it the first round, the second round, and I'll do the last round. But like for the last couple of events, like it was 500 speaker applications I'd be going through, Mm -hmm. but I learned so much in that time. What stood out to you? What, what do you look for immediately? Yeah. So that's, that's when I learned exactly how to pitch yourself. I started to implement what I was learning in my own pitches. And that's when the last year, my speaking schedule skyrocketed. Like I said, I just came off from a 13 city tour, um, which I never had like travel this much. So what I learned is like, I started reading the first two sentences of your pitch, which for our application, it's your bio. And for most, and this could be in an application online, or it could even be through a cold email, depending on who, who you're trying to get to hire you. And so in those first two sentences, um, that tells me if I'm moving on to the rest of your application or I'm going to the next applicant. Wow. First four seconds. Four seconds. Yeah. And so the thing that that stands out is of course, focusing on the value that you're going to be providing my audience. I see, and there's things that basically it's easier to, to learn it in the way like of what doesn't work. For example, I can tell you how many people pitch or put this in their bio as the beginning. 
My name is Alexa, and I'm a mom, a daughter, a business owner, and a lover of dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, great. So am I. I love dogs. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm an mm-hmm. You know, like, why do I care? And I know that's like a little bit harsh, but like, that's how I had to start teaching it. No, that's the world we live in. Like, you have four seconds. Right. And so, like, you need to take out all that fluff and also, like, um, really like if, if your degree doesn't have direct like correlation to like what you are pitching, like, Mm. then you don't really need to include it. If that makes sense. Like people talk all about their degrees and it's, I understand like if you studied women's studies and you wrote this whole entire thesis about this and now it developed into this business and that's part of your story, include it. But if I studied business administration at the university of Florida, I don't really need to include that. That doesn't add value to yeah. my audience. It's again, like you have to think about how to stand out and go all in on what makes you, you totally like, tell your story. What have you done? Um, yes, you can include like press and credibility, but that's not mm-hmm. what you would lead with, right? You, yeah. you want to really own in on who you are and how that connects to the audience that you're pitching, whether that's a corporate sales, you know, rally or whatever it may be, or if it's a a women's empowerment conference, really know your audience that you're pitching. Mm -hmm. And then the other part about that is we don't look, we don't pick speakers based on number of followers. Um, And you could tell if you go, if you look at our, our lineup, Um, what we do is we look at, Sorry about that. So we look at, um, at the cohesiveness of your brand. So of course, like we, so this is how we pick speakers. We look at, we first read your bio, which is your pitch. Um, and then we continue on to the actual, um, topic you're pitching. So if that's like relevant, or if I think like that would be valuable to my audience, or we don't have someone speaking on that. Um, so then they're like, oh, this sounds like a really good topic. And, and that's where I help people craft their, it's called your signature talk. Um, we, I always say every speaker should have three signature talks, and then you pitch based on what you think would resonate well with that audience. Okay. And that signature talk is the title. You need to have the title down. Don't make it super creative. You want audience members to really know what it is, but yeah. you can, you can have fun with it. And then, um, and then the description of that and the key takeaways. And then like we go how on to find a guy in 10 days. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect title. Like perfect. It tells me what it's about and it's very to the point and it has that timeline effect. Like it, it, it's perfect. And the description doesn't even need to be that long because the title says it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your key takeaways, which is like the value points of what the audience will walk away with. And then we go on to your brand and a speaker brand is very important because it's not about so much your following, but it's about how you engage with your audience how you'll help promote the event, you know, how you show up. Like if little things that I teach in my course, um, when people link their Facebook page, like this is so simple and people don't even realize they're doing it. Mm-hmm. If you're applying from your phone, which we, we, I work from, I've run my whole business from my phone, yeah. but if you're applying from your phone and you link your Facebook and you like copy your URL, that URL is going to have an m.facebook.com slash Alex Rose Carlin. When it's the M dot, 
it's the mobile version. Now, most, if not all people that are picking speakers, you know, their team, they're doing it from a big desktop. You have your spreadsheet, you have a bunch of windows open, you know, you're, you're selecting your program and it comes up as a mobile view. Of course which looks so unprofessional. It almost turns our team off to not even hire you. We give speakers the benefit of the doubt, but it's something I teach in my course. And I'm telling you, like, just that little thing has helped so many of my students get booked because it just, again, that professional, that look. Yeah, just those little things. Um, And that's what I've learned. And that's why I didn't, so many, like, years people have been asking me to, like, share how I grew as a speaker because I've done it very organically. It took me four years to learn how to do it um, and what not to do and everything. But I knew there was something missing and I I hate putting out something that, you know, won't really get people that result they're looking for. But then once I went on the other side of it, the conference organizer side, implemented what I learned myself and saw the results. I was like, all right, now I have something that will be of value. And those little things and the same with um, how to use your, your branding, like social media gets very overwhelming for a lot of people. And especially like if you're posting on Facebook or Instagram and you're like, okay, I got one like, two likes, you know, it's like, why am I continuing to do that? But that's helping you get pitched in the future. So even if you don't get any likes, but you post a picture of you speaking somewhere else, mm-hmm. then I'm going to see that when I'm looking through your application, I, I understand, we all understand the Facebook algorithm. We know how it works. I'm not looking at the likes, but was it a value? Like, oh, here, she spoke there before, you know, she's had some experience. So you can use your branding to help you get booked in the future um, yeah. by just documenting things that you've done and behind the scenes and even you at meetings or growing your business or at your desk or, you know, like the authenticity of like you moving and, and just that hustle. Like that's what we look for. It's really that vulnerability, that, that transparency, um, in our speakers. Cause we know those are the women that are going to really want to see other women succeed and support them and, and share everything that they've been through. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So for those of you who want to know more, she's actually giving you all of this information, beapublicspeaker.com. Um, we'll put that down here. Click on that. She has a whole thing that she walks you through. Um, thank you so much for this. And if there's, yeah, of course. if there's anything that you could just leave people with right now, you know, like, why is it so important that as, because I mean, the women who are watching this, they're super smart, they're bright, they have businesses, they're entrepreneurial, they're, they have careers, you know, like, why is it important that you get on a stage? So a few things. One, when you get on a stage, you immediately are perceived as that expert. And I I say this with the quotation, because I I hate that word expert, but Mm -hmm. it's true. Like the people that are on stages, they're considered experts in their industry. So one, it, it elevates you that much more. Two, it's by, it's the number one marketing vehicle that I used to grow my business. I started Wex with $2,000 in savings and I didn't have any money for marketing because that $2,000 had to go to the venue and logistics. Um, and so I had to grow and, and attract people to attend my event through organic social media and public speaking. I spoke everywhere and anywhere possible for free to help promote what I was doing. And I didn't ever 
say, buy tickets or buy my book or buy my program. I just went on, shared my story, shared what I was doing, and people like would line up to buy tickets or, you know, buy my book. Or, um, I had even, um, someone hand me their credit card to get an exhibitor booth. I've had this multiple times at my event, which is not like, um, you know, just like a $30 purchase. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's what speaking does. It's that face-to-face connection. It's that, um, that real, um, feeling and energy of, you know, that passion that you're, you're sharing with others. And so it's just, it's just been a blessing and it's been my number one marketing vehicle. Um, since like I speak anywhere and everywhere possible because I know the results and not only for your business, but it's like so rewarding. Mm -hmm. It really is like when people come up to you afterwards and even if they don't like I've had people months later DM me on Instagram and say like I was in the audience and you know I just can't stop thinking about what you said and it changed my life I started you know my business now I started my blog whatever it may be and it's that real impact you're creating just from you showing up as yourself and sharing what you do and my goal since I can remember has been to make a difference in at least one person's life every single day. Mm. And through speaking and my business, the woman in power X, I saw how to multiply that one day and that one person to thousands. And I can't say enough about like what speaking just does for me personally and, and, um, also to help grow your business. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So good for your soul. And just before you hop off, because I want to make sure they heard you say this. If you're watching and you didn't hear this, tune in right now, zone in. She said she didn't care when she got on a stage to sell her free ebook, to sell a ticket to something, to buy her book, whatever it is, to come to her event, to do her webinar. She was in constant service outpour. And that's what this game is all about. That's what living in a transformed world is is pouring out service to, like she said, make a difference in someone's life every single day. Alexa, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for your time, girlfriend. Definitely. I want to leave. That's like a perfect segue into this last quote. Mm -hmm. Um, The bigger impact you make, the more income you'll create. And it's true. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. It was just so good. Awesome. Thank you. Where are you based, by the way? Orange County. I'm in Newport. Oh, okay. I just spoke um, in Santa Ana. Oh, cool. And you're coming out to LA. Yeah, LA for uh, next week. Yeah. Yeah. So here, do you have a couple seconds? I um, I have been on thousands of stages, but I'm an auctioneer. Right. So like oh, one, really? one and a quarter, one and a half, 75, the bid go two and a half and three. So, wow. and like, yeah. And so it's crazy because I'm very comfortable on a stage, but I've never brought my message to a stage. So I'm just starting to do that. And so hearing you, this was just great information for me because yeah, you'd be great. You should definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's like my thing. So that's yeah. why I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Alexa, this is perfect for my, for me personally. So, um, if I pop up into your head for something, I would love to serve your community or anything with like no place. Well, we're looking, I'm heading out to LA. Um, cause I have, um, a company sending me out there and I'm meeting with a bunch of venues and vendors cause they're, they're interested in bringing Wex out to LA. Yeah. Um, but we're looking in, um, 
Pasadena, LA, and uh, Long Beach uh, to host WEC. So I'm not sure exactly, but um, definitely looking West Coast 2020, 2021. So I'll let you know. I'm your girl. Any way that you can like need support at all. Um, I'm here even, I'm really good at fundraising too. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Anything you need. I'm your, I'm your girl. Thanks so much. Well, it was good connecting and um, I look forward to staying in touch. Yeah, me too. Okay. Bye, sweetie pie. Have a good day. Bye. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the smart woman show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have break open that vision girl dm me on instagram at the tara oldridge and i will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today let's do this